I recommend writing down what attributes are important to you on your farm and what you value and, and what you think is most important for yourselves. Hello, welcome to another Rural Roots Canada podcast. What considerations do you make when you're trying to select a canola or silage corn hybrid? This is Rural Roots Canada, and I'm Craig Lester, amplifying Canadian agriculture. Cassie Rhinus is the proprietary representative for Nutrient Ag Solutions in northern Alberta. In this RRC episode, Rhinus talks about the considerations farmers should take when selecting canola and corn silage hybrids for next year. During the conversation, Rhinus goes into depth about the thought process farmers should be going through when selecting canola hybrid to ensure they get the herbicide resistance package that fits their field. She also lays out the three biggest things farmers should be considering when selecting a silage corn hybrid. We dive into that conversation after this. Proven seed is at home in your soil. With the widest seed portfolio in Western Canada, our seed is developed and tested on and for your local acres. Our hybrids and varieties are tested by hundreds of growers, so we know how our seed will perform in your local conditions. Better returns start with seed that belongs where it's planted, and this seed belongs here. Secure your seed today at your local Nutrient Ag Solutions, or visit provenseed.ca to learn more. Looking forward to the 2024 season, what are some of the things that growers should be thinking about when selecting a hybrid for next year? Oh, yeah, that's a really good question. And and I think there's many factors a grower should consider when selecting a hybrid for the 2024 season. Um, it's good to know that not all hybrids are created equal. So uh, make sure you're really taking a look into the traits of these hybrids. Um, I recommend writing down what attributes are important to you on your farm and what you value and, and what you think is most important for yourselves. Um, I would start, like, for example, looking at maturity. Um, do you need an early maturing variety? Can you get away with a mid or full season variety? Start there and kind of start narrowing out your options just based on your growing zone um, and your maturity. Then I would look into disease pressure. Um, are you in a high clubroot prone zone? Have you had black leg in the past? Maybe then you'd opt for, for something with more resistance. Uh, you'd opt for a variety with disease resistance, right? I would look into that next. The last thing that I would really closely consider is how do you plan to take this crop off? Are you planning on swathing it? Are you planning on straight cutting it? Depending on what you're planning to do with it, uh, there's a lot of varieties with the pod shatter trait now or increased pod integrity, and uh, that could be a huge tool on your farm. It might be a big asset uh, depending on what you plan to do with it. You just mentioned pod integrity. What does that mean? And does proven seed have that attribute? Oh, yeah. Okay. Pod integrity. So increased pod integrity means an increased pod strength compared to traditional canola varieties. So these these varieties, they have uh, more resistance to pod shatter and pod drop. So we breed and select these hybrids to have a tighter pod seam or a stronger pod seam so that they when they dry down and while they're waiting harvest, they don't shatter out for us. So we're able to utilize more of that crop by holding onto the pods tighter. And uh, and when we get out there, they're ready for us. Um, yes, Proven Seed, we do have one. Um, and with, we have a few with increased pod strength. And the term that we're giving them is harvest management or like the M designation in our naming system. Harvest management is the exact same thing. Uh, these are varieties with increased pod integrity. And the whole use of them, or why I find them to be so awesome, is they give the grower way more flexibility in the fall, uh, whether you're swathing or you're straight cutting. 
I've heard it time and time again, growers, they, they start swathing at 60% seed color change. And by the time they get to their last field, it's 100% seed color change. They're shelling out, they're angry, they're not getting all the crop that they were hoping to get. Um, and this harvest management trait would actually help against that, right? Because you can swath a little bit later in your season, giving you an extended window. It's also kind of cool because in the case of variability, or if you have a field with uh, patches that are maybe a little bit more green, you can kind of wait it out a bit longer uh, rather than just taking the majority like you would traditionally. Uh, you can sit there and you can wait and you can have a little more patience with it. It's it's quite interesting. And the increased pot integrity too, it also helps in the case of like adverse weather conditions, say you get hail or wind, it's kind of a form of risk management in a way, because that pause strength is going to be tougher, you can rely upon it. And uh, hopefully it's all there when you when you get to harvesting it. I'm, I'm really excited about that trait. And I think it's going to be a good thing for Western Canadian farmers. Right now, in Western Canada, the marketplace, there's, there's a large a lot of herbicide resistant options uh, for canola hybrids. How should a grower select one? Oh, there's this is a good question. Yeah, there is a lot of different uh, herbicide systems available for our growers. And and this is something you should be thinking about before you make your purchasing decision for this year. Uh, so right now, there's multiple systems to choose from. There's Liberty Link, TrueFlex, OptimalGly, Clearfield. And each program has its benefits and drawbacks. And, and some are better on certain weed spectrums than others. And some may offer you an extended window of application to get spraying. Um, so depending on what you're doing, uh, there's a lot of different choices. So first things first, when you're picking a herbicide system, it's important to go out and scout and monitor your weed population in each individual field. To be effective in weed control, we need to know what you have out there. <laughs> we can't just be guessing. Um, so in order to effectively use uh, a herbicide, we need to target our weeds and we need to select the herbicide based on the targeted weeds, essentially. And each herbicide has specialties, like some of them are good or better at killing weeds than others, and some have their weaknesses, right? So in the case of glyphosate, in the TrueFlex or Optimal Gly systems, it provides broad spectrum control on your broad leaves and on your uh on your grassy weeds. So you can control a lot of different weeds with just one product. However, with the exception of Roundup Ready Volunteers. So if you have those Roundup Ready Volunteers, you have to think of a plan or a control way to get rid of them, right? So there is just that. Um, when you're looking into the Liberty Link system though, uh, you may wanna consider a pre-burn. You might need two passes out there. Uh, if you have any grassy weeds, sometimes that's a bit of a weakness. So if you are targeting wild oats or, or uh, foxtail barley or anything grassy, you may need to add an additional germinicide. In the case of cleavers, you may have to add a quinclorlac product. So in the case of Liberty, there's a chance you're going to have to add in lots of tank mix products with it. Nothing wrong with that, though. It's actually a good thing some, in some cases to add multiple tank mixes or multiple modes of action in the field. Uh, that's going to delay the progression of herbicide resistance, which, as you know, there's probably there's a lot of herbicide resistance coming around, especially with group one and two in wild oats and two and four in kochia. So using different modes of actions is a good thing. With Clearfield, that's something to think about, too, because our group twos uh, sometimes have residual issues. So if you are rotating, depending on what your crop rotation is the next year, you may have a few restrictions on what you can crop for next year, um, depending on what you put into that field. So that's something you should think about as well. Of course, it is important, like also for the grower to assess the economics of each herbicide system uh, and figure out which one you think you'll find the most return on investment. 
like all inputs, these prices of chemistries, they go up and down, just like all of our other inputs. And, and some years, it might be more of a viable option than others, Roundup versus Liberty. So I encourage you to do a break-even analysis and, and take a look at your return on investment when making this decision. Um, another consideration is possible market options. Um, in the case of that Clearfield canola I was talking about, uh, the growers could have an entry into the non-GM market, which premium contracts are sometimes available. So yeah, let's start by identifying what weeds you have present in the field, um, assessing any weed resistance issues you may have, uh, looking at your marketing options and, and kind of make a choice from there. That's what I recommend. What are some of the factors that growers should consider when selecting a corn silage hybrid? Corn breeding has come a long way in recent years, um, and breeding efforts to come up with an earlier and earlier corn hybrid uh, more suited to Western Canadian climates has been the biggest breeding goal in many of these seed companies. Um, and being in northern Alberta, this has been a big challenge for us as we battle with less frost-free days and lower accumulated heat units than the southern regions of this country and places where corn is traditionally grown. So we've been sitting here patiently waiting for lower maturity, lower heat unit varieties uh, that we can grow up here. So to be successful in growing corn and selecting a hybrid, it's, it's really important to start with the corn heat units. That would be my number one thing to look at and assess. Um, and then second of all, what is your end use intention with this corn? Do you plan to silage it? Do you plan to graze it? Do you plan for uh, grain corn? Depending on what you're planning on doing with it, your corn, your corn hybrid selection will be a lot different. And uh, I highly recommend talking to your agronomist about what you end use, what your end use plans are, so you can kind of make a better decision because certain hybrids are better for certain things. Uh, so not only hybrid selection, but you should also think about fertility and uh, weed control. And that's something I should mention. Corn is a high user of fertility, especially nitrogen. And uh, I think it's really important to look at your crop nutrient requirements and, and make a good plan on how you're going to fertilize this corn. Similarly, weed control. You really got to be on your weed control timing. Make sure you have a good weed, weed control plan in place in order to be successful in gro growing corn right from the start. But I wanted to dive a little deeper into hybrid selection. So, so let's do that. So every year, my grower, they struggle with hitting optimal silage timing. And it's a critical 65% moisture content. That's when your nutritional value is the highest of that corn feed. So it's hard to hit. Things happen around the farm. Many growers are waiting for a custom chopper to come and, uh, and harvest it for them. They're busy with their cattle on the farm or they're busy taking off their other crops. And sometimes we just miss that 65% silage timing. When that happens, we're usually silaging overripe corn. Overripe corn is not as digestible. It's higher in lignin, lower in fiber, making a less nutritious feed. And Proven Seed, uh, proprietary brand's nutrient, we've come out with Silage Select, which is a special trait that we've given a few of our hybrids um, that's like a stay green technology. So what that means is it's going to dry down slower, extending that optimal silage time window, and you're going to have more nutritious feed for longer. That's the goal of it, to maintain our nutritional quality. So this is something super important. If you're picking a hybrid for silage, I would hands down look for something that has silage select or stay green technology in it. Another thing if you're selecting a silage hybrid is make sure it has good early season vigor. Where we are, it's cold. We have a cooler climate here and growers are trying to put it in as early as they can. 
early as they can usually equates to cold soils. So <laughs> make sure you have good vigor on that hybrid if you want it to come up successfully. Another thing, make sure you have strong standability and strong root strength, especially for silaging and grazing. Well, for all corns, we need it to stand up or we're not going to be able to do what we need to with it. So make sure you're looking at those things as well. But proven seed, we really make sure our corn silage hybrids have those things. Lower heat unit for the Western Canadian climate for Northern Alberta. Staging technology with her silage select trait. Early season vigor. Strong strandability and root strength. Those are the things I would mainly look for. Another thing I'll mention, though, is being in Western Canada, especially northern regions of our country, the weather is super unpredictable, and it is kind of hard to predict the heat units. We don't know how each year will turn out. To address that, I recommend having multiple hybrids on the farm with varying maturities. Um, that way you don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's good to diversify risk. And you can, if you have multiple hybrids with multiple maturities, there's a more likelihood that you're going to get something with 65% moisture and you may have higher nutritional quality in one feed rather than the other, but you can diversify risk and average out your feed value at the end of the day. So that's something I recommend. There's lots of options nowadays. So if you can have two hybrids on the farm, I think that's a good idea. So in summary, if you're starting out with corn silage, the top three areas I would focus on is hybrid selection, making sure you have something with good heat units for your area, and attributes like staggering stay technology if you're looking to silage your corn hybrid. It's also important to have proper fertility planning and timely weed control. So those are the three areas I would start out by looking at, and those are some factors I would consider when you are selecting your corn silage hybrid. Wow, we've covered a lot of ground here today, Cassie. Uh, anything you'd like to add that uh, you haven't talked about already? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, just if you're looking for some more specific advice than what I covered today, please consult with your local Nutrien uh, Egg Solutions representative. We have trained professionals ready and willing to help you and uh, help make these decisions easier on the farm. Thank you for having me. That is Cassie Reinitz from Nutrient Egg Solutions. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out the podcast farm on RuralRootsCanada.com. For Rural Roots Canada, I'm Craig Lester, amplifying Canadian agriculture. <laughs>